0: Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is Haunted History with Asher Brooks, and I am your pretentious host, Asher Brooks. On this episode, we dive into two different topics. Our main theme is the amorous activities of the assassin John Wilkes Booth and the Son of Sam slash the forty-four caliber killer with our wonderful special guest. Uh, speaking of guests, we're very lucky to have them with us today. They're a talented singer and classically trained violinist. They also love all things nerdy from cosplay to DD to cult classics and finally as an avid history buff they are highly qualified to be on this show welcome to the show ladies and gentlemen special guest kit olsen
1: salutations and thanks for having me
0: thank you it was a very formal introduction be more formal to keep up with your level um no uh thank you so much for being here uh i'm excited to hear about your topic so you brought so it's the Son of Sam or the forty-four caliber killer?
1: Yes, both of them are uh, technically titles for the serial killer David Berkowitz. Uh, okay. He was active in New York City from 1976 to 1977.
0: Okay, so yep. he just he just ran for a year. He
1: ran for a year. Uh, during that time, he wound up killing uh, six people and injuring seven others using a forty-four caliber handgun. Uh, his primary targets were. Uh, usually young women and couples uh, who were like sitting in their cars at Lover's Lanes.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Yeah, you know. So was it a moral thing? Uh, For him, it it was uh, presumed to be kind of like a moral thing. Uh, Frequently, you know, serial killers wound up uh, akin to Jack the Ripper. They had some sort of moral complex or the Zodiac killer who would similarly wind up doing things like that and just be like, ah, Lover's Lanes. I hate Young couples. Uh, just eight
0: people. <laughs> it, it does. It does feel very much like. Well, I don't have a girlfriend. So yeah. Nobody else should have a girlfriend. Pretty
1: much. That is. That is more or less. And that was like the psychological profile yeah. that they had gotten prior to determining the uh, the identity of the killer. They were just like, all right, so this is clearly going to be like a socially awkward young man who is uh, likely very unsuccessful with women.
0: Um, yeah, that's the profile of most of the serial killers. Yeah. It's very right. it's very it's very rarely you get on like CSI or NCIS and they're like, look at this successful female businesswoman who also murders people.
1: I know, right? Yeah, it's always <laughs> like,
0: look at this twenty-two year old guy who yep. hates the world. So yep. What made him so? What made him famous? Like, you, there's a lot yeah. of like murder, murderers, I suppose. What makes him famous? So,
1: what makes David Bergwitz uh, famous is also one of the things that gave him his moniker, the Son of Sam. Uh, David Bergwitz, prior to uh, you know having his identity entirely out there for the world to see, uh, he sent a couple of letters a la. Jack the Ripper, uh, back in 1888, he wound up going around and sending letters to the police and kind of mocking them, going, "Ah, ha ha ha, you can't catch me. (laughs) Um, and, perhaps kind of taking inspiration from that, uh, the 44 caliber killer sent letters both to, uh, one of the chief detectives on the case, named Borelli, uh, and also sent a letter to one of the main reporters, uh, who was covering case. Mind you, at this point in time, you know, it's 1977, it's 1978, so there's the increase uh, dramatically in the amount of news coverage that's happening. So newspapers are starting to kind of, like, fall a little bit more out of fashion. Television news is picking up. Um, And this combination uh the reporter in question jimmy breslin uh was particularly notable in the fact that he not only was a prolific writer for a number of the different new york uh newspapers at the time but also was the face of news reporting uh on some of the local stations so there was this you know kind of overlap there um
0: so he he picked somebody that was like you're gonna get me as much exposure as possible
1: exactly
0: Okay. Exactly.
1: Um, what, pro- uh, <laughs> what wound up leading to the moniker of the Son of Sam is that is what he signed off on a letter to Jimmy Breslin as. Um, and in these particular letters, um, they came across as this very crazed, deranged, uh... He, he made a lot of references uh, to the occult within them. He wound up, you know, saying different things like, oh, I am Beelzebub, and like, you know, all, all this sort of stuff, yeah. and you Just, know.
0: hi, how are you, hi. I am Beelzebub. Hi, <laughs> hey,
1: how are you, I am Beelzebub. I am Beelzebub. Um, but at the time, it wound up kind of starting to fit almost into the same uh, category Of strange occult themed sorts of killings that had really started to uh, pick up post Charles Manson and the family, uh, which took place in 1969. Okay. Yeah.
0: I get you. So this is starting, so this is like at the height of people are like, Oh God, they're coming for our kids. Exactly. They're coming for, is Dungeons and Dragons going to make our kids
1: murderers? Yeah, so that, that that winds up happening about like another seven to eight years down the line is the Dungeons okay. and Dragons moral panic. But you know, this this is really like, we're, we're in the buildup at this point in okay. time. So he winds up being, uh, as he's signing off on these things where he's like, I'm the son of Sam. Uh, He's going through and he's talking about how Sam is the one who's telling him to go and kill these people. And nobody knows who Sam is. They're like, who who is Sam? Who is this guy who's just apparently telling the 44 caliber killer, hey, these guys deserve to die. You should go and uh, shoot them in the head with a handgun. Um, And uh, it takes a little while for them to eventually catch the killer here. Um, However, eventually, the NYPD winds up uh, having this massive uh, city-wide manhunt for the 44 caliber killer, specifically because in one of the letters he implies that he's going to kill again on the anniversary of his first murder. Okay. So they basically, like, the entirety of... Uh, like, the Bronx, and all, uh, you know, they're they're just over here, like, all the exits and entrances are heavily, like, guarded by police, they're pulling over anyone who's driving erratically, they're doing all this sort of stuff. Nobody dies. That night. Okay. Nobody. (laughs) Um,
0: All right, well, I mean, good, I guess. Yeah, right, right. Uh,
1: two days later, somebody dies. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, he was just like, I'm gonna play a little joke.
1: Yeah, right. Um, but no, uh... What winds up happening, overall, is that uh, there winds up being um, a tip-off, basically, uh, from a a young lady who... uh, (laughs) There's a uh, a traffic incident involving the car linked Mm -hmm. to one uh, Berkowitz.
0: Yeah. he just gets, like, an offender bender or something. He,
1: he winds up, I believe it wound up being something, like, related more to, like, a parking inc- incident or something. So he just like gets
0: that. a parking, ticket. Yeah. he parks in, he, like, a yeah, no-parking right. zone.
1: But Berkowitz winds up getting this, uh... There winds up being, like, a small communication with someone who is, like, like a telephone operator sort of, mm-hmm. sort of situation. Uh, her name is Wheat Carr. Wheat car, yeah, I know her name. Uh, she e- sounds lovely, right? She Just, sounds
0: like she has a lot of Werther's originals in her pockets.
1: Probably, she, um, she's also incredibly dangerous to people with celiac. Um, oh yeah, yeah, no,
0: <laughs> she's poisonous. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I, I've, I've known a lot of toxic people. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs>
1: she's, she's poison. Um, but as she's on the, the phone, mm-hmm. basically with, with these, these cops, she's. Wait a minute, you, you're you asking about Berkowitz. Well, let me tell you all about my shitty neighbor. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to bleep that down. I will, I will,
0: it's fine. Yeah,
1: uh, let me tell you all about my shitty neighbor. Uh, he shot my dad's dog.
0: <laughs> so...
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. So, um, the police are like, Huh? Okay. Sure, but as as uh, as Wheat starts kind of like getting into the like the nitty gritty of who this person is, the police are like, we might have our man here. Like this this <laughs> seems pretty crazy, right? So
0: you're saying there's a friendless, crazy person who lives next to you that shot your dad's dog?
1: Yeah. Mm,
0: all right. Well, we don't have any other leads. We have
1: no leads <laughs> I've talk to it. None. Absolutely none. Uh, so they wind up uh, getting another guy from like the. Apartment complex that okay. uh, Berkowitz lives in. Um, they recruit him. They kind of like deputize him almost, and they're like, "Hey, hey, man, you want to
0: be a secret agent?" <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, yes. and he goes,
1: "Okay, so this right here is Berkowitz's car. Can you can you recognize him when he comes out mm-hmm. of the apartment and like point him out to us?" Um, and the guy's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, absolutely. If this means that you know you might get your guy, totally. I'm, I'm right. down to help." Yeah. Um, so we wind up. Uh, staking out the, ap- the apartment. Berkowitz comes out. The volunteer deputy goes, that's our guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, proceeds to uh, the cops watch as Berkowitz like, gets in the car. Um, and as the key is in the ignition, the cops like basically walk up to him. They go, hey, are you uh, Berkowitz? His response, quoting here, is uh, no, I'm the son of Sam, and you caught me. Like, like, he's proud about it, right? Yeah,
0: okay, I get it. This guy, th- he didn't think it was gonna go on this long.
1: Exactly, he's just like, I have been doing this so long, like, can do, will, will you please put a stop to me, right?
0: Just like um, a five-year-old was playing tag. Yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah, you got it, now it's my turn to chase.
1: Yeah, exactly, right? Um, so they wind up arresting this- Yeah, well, he
0: confesses. Tw- yeah, he,
1: he literally, like, confesses right there on the spot. Um, And, you know, he, for all intents and purposes, the rest of the neighborhood is just, like, this seems, like, kind of weird. Like, this is a 24-year-old, really quiet, mild-mannered postal worker. Like, this is the guy who has delivered my mail. Um, And I think I've maybe said, like, five words to him
0: know where everybody lives. Yeah, right? It's, which is creepy. Yeah, well,
1: it, it does help uh, that he lives in Yonkers, New York. And the majority of the crimes did not take place in Yonkers. They took place more in, uh, like, the Bronx. Uh, one of the murders took place in Brooklyn. Uh, okay. So, like, kind of spread out a decent ways away from where he actually lived. Um, admittedly, his confession wound up being, like, really integral to him even serving jail time because...
0: There wasn't a lot of evidence.
1: The police found a lot of evidence, however, their methodology for acquiring it was not the greatest.
0: Are you telling me that in the 1970s, (laughs) the NYPD Wasn't doing accurate and/or good police work. I know,
1: right? That's a little crazy. I think
0: that's crazy. I saw, I saw so many movies from that time, and yeah, those police those were great. W-
1: those police were great. They
0: blew up so many cars.
1: Absolutely. They
0: shot so many drug kingpins.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, basically, what wound up happening is, while they're arresting Berkowitz, they mm-hmm. see in the car mm-hmm. a draft of another Son of Sam letter and the forty-four caliber handgun. But they didn't officially get a search warrant beforehand, so they could- so they wind up, like, breaking and they take all the stuff, but they didn't get the search warrant beforehand, and therefore all of the physical evidence was not admissible in a court of law. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Which, Which yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah. I guess I guess Berkowitz yes. got himself a good lawyer.
1: Yeah. No. So well, that's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> part of it is that Berkowitz got himself a good lawyer. The other part is that Berkowitz got himself a really good psychiatrist. Because as he is getting himself, you know, uh, interrogated and he's confessing to all of these crimes, um, he tells the police a rather interesting story about who exactly Sam is when they ask about his moniker. Um, David Berkowitz proceeds to tell the police that Sam is a 6,000-year-old being, presumably a demon, mm-hmm. from hell. Yep,
0: as demons. As, as, demons, as demons are, are
1: wont to be. Mm-hmm. Um, who spoke through his neighbor's black Labrador retriever.
0: The one he shot. The
1: one he shot.
0: What? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I moved past the fact that a dog told him to kill people. (laughs) I I, I moved right past it. I was was just like, oh, I'm solving the mystery. It was the dog of the neighbor. A dog told him to shoot
1: these people? Told him. Bad dog. No, no, no. The dog didn't. Sam did.
0: Sam did through the dog. Sam did through
1: the dog. The dog was really just like a vessel, like, don't shoot the messenger, except he definitely shot the messenger. (laughs) On this Um, podcast,
0: we stand dogs, we don't stand demons. Correct. Okay, so the dog
1: it's, is the dog is innocent. The yes. dog is innocent. Dog is innocent.
0: Make. The demon that spoke through the dog, however, we're however, we canceling that. Really, the really, the really the demon. terrible,
1: terrible demon. Bad demon. Bad Bad okay, demon. so um, but he the, what he winds up saying is that you know, uh, in essence, the dog would tell him, Sam wants you to go kill some people. He'll tell you when the time is right, and then David Berkowitz would get in his car and he would drive around until he found like a person or a pair of people and then he would say like, Sam told me like, these are the ones, go kill them, right?
0: Okay, do, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Do we believe him or is this like a Batman Joker situation where he's just pleading insanity?
1: So, he winds up going uh, going through some like, psychiatric evaluation Uh, to find out, is this guy capable of standing trial? Like, is he insane? Is he, like, going through all of this? And the psychologists uh, deem that he is okay to stand trial, but at the same time, they're like, this guy is, like, pretty out there. Um, like, he's pretty, pretty out there. But they do believe that he's more or less sane, which he kind of proves in the trial, um, which I'm, I'm going to apologize for this one. One of the final uh, victims that he had was a woman by the name of Stacey Moskowitz, And, uh, her parents were present within the trial room. Um, and at one point in time during the trial, uh, Berkowitz got very, very, like, like, violent, physically agitated, very verbally, like, Abusive or whatever, and he wound up turning to the Moskowitz parents uh, and saying, Stacy was a whore and I'd kill her again. Like, yeah, so, like, you not, know. Not a great look. Not a great look, and also really tough for defense attorneys. Bad you know? for the
0: insanity Real, plea. Really
1: terrible for the insanity plea. So they wind up, like, on all right, cool, case closed.
0: Yeah, you're not insane, you're just a master. You're not insane,
1: you're just a really terrible person, (laughs) you're just a a horrible person, and you have killed, like, seven people, and you've, like, or six people, you've killed six people and uh, hurt seven others. So, like, clearly, we're gonna lock you away.
0: So they take him to prison.
1: They take him to prison. Pretty easy. Case closed. He dies
0: in prison, he didn't get out.
1: Uh, I don't remember. (laughs) I, he, just,
0: <laughs> you keep talking. I'm gonna no, Google no. if he ever We're, got out of prison. Yeah,
1: please, please look this up. I believe right that now he died in prison. Out of
0: prison. He better have died in prison. Yeah, no,
1: I believe he died in prison. The reason I'm saying I'm saying that because I know he didn't get out.
0: So I did just finish looking it up. He is still alive. Um, oh. At least according to his Wikipedia page, which, right. as my seventh grade teacher told me, is not an not, accurate source yes, for of regular course, papers. Of but for this curious. podcast, well, it's an accurate source.
1: Accurate enough. Uh, David Berkowitz still alive, still in prison. Alive, yeah, you know, He killed a lot we, of people. He, he <laughs> did. He killed
0: seven people. That's, that's not that many people.
1: Yeah, well, he killed six people. He hurt seven others.
0: Oh, okay. I get you. Yeah, I yeah. get you. So well, like,
1: this wasn't a good shot. That's
0: fifty percent miss. Uh,
1: this, that's over a fifty percent fail rate. But, so yeah. he's in prison
0: now. What happens after he goes to prison? to the story S- continues. So.
1: Um, we're going to introduce a new player into this this tale of this strange and bizarre, um, and this person that we are going to introduce is an investigative journalist by the name of Maury Terry. Now, Maury Terry, uh, he lives in New Yorkers, uh, which is coincidentally the same town uh, that David Berkowitz was was living in, mm-hmm. right? He lives about a mile from where Dave Berkowitz was. And this investigative journalist here, uh, he initially got into journalism, uh, like, post the uh, Martin Luther King Jr. riots and all that sort of stuff, and um, got this interest in journalism when he believed that the overall news media was not covering things in an accurate representation of how things were actually going down. Um, so he's just like, I wanna know the truth about things. I wanna get to the bottom of everything. So he's like, I'm gonna be investigative journalist. And at the time of all of this, he's getting just absolutely fascinated by all of these uh, like stories that are coming out about the murders. He's fascinated as the initial like caught Mm-hmm. you know bright red letters appears as a headline um, yeah
0: because it's everywhere it's all it's over the everywhere. news it's, which is what he wanted yeah
1: is- it, it is what berkowitz wanted clearly um but uh <laughs> Maury terry winds up finding a lot of intriguing phrases specifically within the letters that were published in the paper uh to jimmy Brislin. Um, that is the letter in which he first, like, signed off as the son of Sam. Uh, there was also, like, for lack of a better term, a logo, basically. Like, he made his own little symbol, you know. Like, it's, you know, ser- serial David killers. David
0: Berkowitz is doing, like, a commercial for Wix. It's like, on my <laughs> website and my <laughs> logo. <laughs> son of Sam. Son of Sam. Son <laughs> of Sam sponsored by <my> Wix. <laughs> I get, okay, I get and, it. No,
1: no, no. So, so he has the symbol, right? It's like an X. Uh, In the top, there's a cross. the bottom, there's an S. Uh, The left side, there is a symbol for uh, masculinity. On the right side, there's a symbol for femininity. It's a weird little, like, thing. But that's also the letter where he winds up bringing up, like, I am Beelzebub, and he brings up a couple of other, like, names of, like, occult figures. And Maury Carey is fascinated by all of this. Um, He also, within those letters... Uh, referenced that he was from the gutters of, you know, New York. Um, but being from Yonkers himself, uh, Maury Terry is aware that back behind the apartment complex where Berkowitz lived and where Sam Carr, uh, lived, um, where, you know. With the where, where the poor dog lives. Where
0: the poor dog lives. Who is the ultimate victim in all of this? Right.
1: Honestly, yes. Um, which uh, I, I'm gonna just say right now a small content warning for uh, further bad things happening to dogs. No. Um, oh, what? what? No, 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 no. Leave the dogs out of this! <laughs> I know, right? Um, behind these apartment complexes, there was a walking trail that led to a nearby park called Wintermeyer Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that trail, due to being, like, super low compared to everything else, was often referred to colloquially by the locals as the gutters. So.
0: So, he, so he takes this turn of phrase turn, in takes, this letter that yeah. says, but this could be a reference this to this place. But this could
1: be a, a, a reference place. to this place, right? Okay. So he goes down and starts investigating that, like, Walking trail, and he finds the corpses of a couple of dogs that appear to have been mutilated in a way that would involve, like, potentially reference ritual sacrifice. Okay. Uh huh.
0: So he finds a bunch of like. He
1: finds specifically two. two yeah. Like like two corpses of mm-hmm. uh, German shepherds. Was what was the, like, official thing, um, lying along that walking trail towards Wintermeyer Park. Yeah. Um, furthermore, he then proceeds to go further into the park because there have been some reports, uh, even, like, filed with the police and different things like that, of, like, noise complaints that had come from the park okay. involving, like, weird, like, screaming and chanting and strange noises, right? So he goes over there because there's, like, rumors that there's a cult that's operating out of Untermyer Park. Um, and he gets, like, a tip from a teenage boy who's like, Oh yeah, there's, like, this weird cult place in Untermyer Park. They call it the Devil's Cave. Right?
0: It's not a good... It's never, a... It's never like, the Unicorn's Cave. No! It's never the Happy It, it, could, it,
1: it could never be, like, the Happy Sparkles Rainbow Cave. Nope. No, of it's course not. Cave. It's the Devil's Cave. Um, but Teenage Boy yeah. leads Terry there, and Terry winds up, uh, going into basically, like, it's not, like, a, like, a super sort of situ- situation, but basically there's, like, an outcropping, there's, like, an aqueduct that winds up leading around everywhere. Um, fun facts, these are some of the things that helped to inspire certain scenes in, like, it. Um, where, like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. there's the weird, like, culvert there that, you know, this weird cult meets it. Um, but you go... I've never you, seen you, it, but I, know, I get
0: it. Yeah, no, it's fine.
1: Um, it's,
0: so it's like a cave, so but it's also it's connected not, it's in some It's not somehow. kind of a
1: cave, but it's also, like, a building. It's, like, this, I gotcha. this wonderful mixture of nonsense. Uh, but you go in there, and you see a whole bunch of crosses upside down and mm-hmm. pentacles all over the place, and, like weird ritualistic altars and like all of this sort of stuff that would indicate yeah there's probably some weird occult stuff that is okay. happening here um so pairing that with like the references to the occult in there mori terry begins to theorize that david berkowitz might have been a member of this cult and that this is maybe why he started killing in the first place
0: i gotcha. this is what got him into it
1: exactly Right.
0: Okay.
1: Um, from there, Mori Terry goes on to try to prove his theory as best as he can. Right? Makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, y- y- if you're gonna publish, you know, some sort of story, you wanna yeah. make sure you have at least like a little bit. Find somebody right? else who
0: was in yeah. this cult. Exactly. Or, or, right.
1: You no. Know. Um, and this is where we're going to uh, kind of introduce another little, uh, collective of players, okay. which is the Carr family themselves. Yes.
0: Yeah, um, so this is the woman who originally said, "So uh, yeah. you know, Berkowitz is crazy, he shot my yeah. dog.
1: Yeah, so there's, uh, the Carr family lives nearby David mm-hmm. Berkowitz. Um, uh, right next door. Um, Wheat is the name of like one of the ladies there. Yeah. Um, the patriarch of the family is named Sam Carr. Um, and he has two sons, named John and Michael. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, there's also, like, the dog. Um, <laughs> but the most important the most member important of the family. The most important member of the family there. but Whose yeah.
0: who, who's name we don't have?
1: I don't have the dog's name. Okay. I've decided
0: this dog's name was Lucky. All right. Um, and you know,
1: frankly, he... Poor Lucky. Poor Lucky. Poor Lucky.
0: Anyway, so, <laughs> yeah. so Sam Carr has two sons. Sam and I'm Carr. sure that just got the rumor mill, rumor mill spinning. Exactly.
1: So Sam Carr has two sons. Um, And within the letters as well, uh, there were references to um, abuse by Father Sam, right? And looking back at the histories for John and Michael Carr, there are also uh, some major indications that they were abused as children uh, by their father. Uh, furthermore, one of the things that a lot of people, upon David Berkowitz getting arrested, um, a lot of people seemed very curious about the fact that Berkowitz didn't really match any of the police composite sketches from the survivors. Like, the survivors are over here and they're like, yeah, the guy. Seven, looked, people yeah, seven people did see him. Yes, seven people did see him. Admittedly, the seventh, uh, unfortunately, uh, due to his injuries, uh, was blinded. Oh so, gosh. So yeah, yeah. No, it's a lot. Um,
0: so okay, but, so they all seven people have these. So this idea of what this person's supposed to look exactly, like. Exactly, and Berkowitz doesn't match up.
1: Berkowitz isn't matching up. Necessarily now mind you there were five different like police composite sketches They released another one at one point where like they tried to take like all of those different elements But the description kind of changed a little bit depending on you know when the crime happened and where it happened and Who was saying different things but in the cases of almost all of them? Like, none of the pictures really matched the description of Berkowitz. Okay. However, a lot of them kind of matched the description and the photographs that existed for John Carr. Okay. Yep. Um, so, one of the actual sons of Sam. One of the actual sons of Sam. Yep. Um, so this starts Maury Terry down an absolute rabbit hole as he's trying to track down John Carr. And Michael Carr, in order to get as much information as physically possible. Now, mind you, these two people um, are also on the registered list of members of a Church of Scientology that existed within New York City, okay. um, and it was believed that they might have been involved in the uh, the Process Church of the Final Judgment, uh, which was That's a, a
0: cheery name. I
1: know, right? Um, yes yeah, our so,
0: Father of Infinite Punishment.
1: Uh, <laughs> Quite, quite honestly, um, which again wound up be, uh, kind of giving another link to the satanic. Okay. Um,
0: so. So they they attend a couple of dodgy churches. Exactly. They look like the composite sketches, exactly. and this journalist is just the journalist
1: is convinced, convinced that that
0: David is uh, w-
1: not necessarily that David is innocent, but that David didn't act alone.
0: Yeah, he's a patsy. He's taking the yeah, fall for exactly. the rest of them.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so this is like his angle that he's coming at this from. Uh, and specifically the like group in the park here, uh, they're known apparently by a couple of different names. They're apparently known as the children. They're known as uh, the 22 disciples of hell in the letter from Berkowitz. Um, it's such as Terry presents it. Um, but uh, Terry's got all of these ideas that the car kids are involved in this cult and he really wants to get a chance to like chat with them about what's going on
0: and they won't talk with him
1: N- none of the cars are talking to anyone like, fair like i would not want to talk to a lot of people either yeah. if you know oh hey this the serial killer is in jail now the one who shot your dog you want to talk about it
0: yeah, I guess
1: I, it does like, makes
0: sense. I'm sure there were dozens of people outside their house at yeah, least for a week exactly. or so just like, like hey. a whole
1: bunch of people like carrying them all the time. Uh, and part of it was too that, you know, John and Michael were both moved out. You know, they were they adults. Didn't they anymore. didn't live there anymore, so, you know, Terry's trying to track him down. Um he winds up tracking down John Carr to Minot, North Dakota. It's um,
0: so the kind of place you move when you have something to hide. Totally! At yeah, the middle of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
1: Um, but the reason that he tracks him down there is that John Carr is dead.
0: So he's dead and in North Dakota. So he moved there where he dies he's sickness?
1: He's dead in North Dakota. No, and he is dead of two gunshot wounds in an apparent suicide attempt and correct, like, Managed
0: to get So there. he... Oh, right okay, there. I got you. He got a two two gun
1: Suicide attempts, Very heavy. Air quotes. Two guns. Yeah, gun I was gonna wounds. say,
0: for our for non-visual listeners, he was <laughs> uh, doing air quotes. Very,
1: very Okay, so, uh, uh, suicide attempt, there
0: you go. Yes, so... Suicide attempt. Yes, so sui... Uh, uh, uh... Mm-hmm. So what what Jew what what's the reporter's name Terry?
1: Yes, Maury Terry. Maury yes. Terry. So Terry
0: believes that this is not a suicide. This is like yes. a murder. He
1: believes that this is a murder and a cover up okay. by the cult to keep this guy from talking. Now. The reason that he kind of believes this specifically
0: Mm -hmm.
1: is because he goes out to North Dakota, it's over by the Minot Air Force Base that all this is, like, happening, and he talks to some of the detectives out there who are also saying, yeah, so we've got some, like, weird stuff that's been happening around here. There's been reports of, like, groups meeting up and, like, chanting, and, like, we found a dead dog! And they're like, oh my god, the pieces are all coming together! So he's got his corkboard, he's got his red string. There's
0: a total of four dead dogs in this story. <laughs> I just want to be clear. In my section, there will be zero dead dogs. I... One dead president, but zero dead dogs.
1: <laughs> I look forward to your section significantly more. I would rather a hundred
0: Abraham Lincoln's get shot than one dog. <laughs> I might edit that out. I don't know. I said that. I don't know. I don't know. I'll probably leave it in.
1: Continue. fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, it's really good. It's a good line. Oh, um,
0: thank you. I'm going to have a tattoo. I, 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 um, but, uh, a tramp stamp. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see you have a tramp stamp, sir. What is that? I'd,
1: I'd rather have, have a dead, hundred dead Abraham Lincolns <laughs> than one dead dog. And
0: that's how I get the voice right there. <laughs> talk about dead president's...
1: Perfect. Uh, so, but, so, so also
0: in middle of nowhere, North Dakota, of
1: nowhere, North there's Dakota, chanting, there's chanting, problems. there's cult activity, nonsense, there's, you know, all mm-hmm. these sorts of links that seem to be happening. Furthermore, Carr winds up apparently having visited a, like, a basically did like a walk-in to a psychiatric clinic okay. um, a few days before his death,
0: Okay. in which
1: he expressed paranoia that someone was after him. Okay. okay.
0: So he goes into the stock shop and says, I don't know if I'm just crazy. I
1: don't know if I'm just crazy, but I think that... I feel like
0: people are following people me. People like are following
1: me, and away. I think that I'm going to get murdered. Okay. So then two days later, he turns up dead with two gunshot wounds, So it's like,
0: ah. Is there a note? Do you know? No notes. There was no note. No uh, notes. Yep.
1: So, you know, not looking not looking real good. Not looking
0: good for the suicide thing. Yeah, exactly. Then again it is North Dakota. But how then many, again How many exact, crimes do they exactly, deal with in North right. Dakota? Right.
1: Um so then, you know, focus turns to the other car brother. Like, okay, well maybe we can talk to Mike.
0: Right? <laughs> One down, another brother to go. Let's <laughs> go
1: right? we'll see if right? we can interview him. Yeah, right. So he's he's still just trying to get an interview, right? He's trying to find them. And the second car brother also turns up dead. Oh, no. This one in an automobile accident. Okay. With evidence that he'd been run off the road.
0: Now, where was he living? Was he also in uh, some out-of-the-way place?
1: If I remember at the time, he was still uh, more in the like New England area. Okay, like, so
0: he's he's not yeah, too he's, far from He's not north. too
1: far still, but, like, hey, this guy died in an automobile accident, freak automobile accident, in which he you know drove his car at 92 miles an hour into a pole that was entirely off the road and okay. also you know the, yeah exactly so like suspicious suspicious sort of circumstances maybe given all of these other sorts of things yeah right yeah you yeah. know,
0: i do see i do see like because i always consider myself a skeptic but i'm like fit together. Right? Right? Look. Exactly. You know, <laughs> look at like, all this red string look I've Look at all the up. red string that okay. I've tacked up.
1: All of these pieces are making sense. Okay, so an
0: apparent suicide freak automobile accident. Yeah,
1: all of these different sorts of things that, you know, it's starting to look increasingly more and more like, oh, well, maybe
0: this is a cover-up. Right? Yeah, and then t- what? Terry has no brothers left to talk to. Yep,
1: yeah, Terry has no brothers left to talk to. Dad won't talk. We won't talk. Nothing. Um, <laughs> so there's, at this point in time, you know, he's just trying to get Something. Anything. hmm And then... He winds up... Uh, he's got a, a buddy. Okay. By the name of... Uh, first name is eluding me, but last name, Mittenger. Okay. Um, Mittenger is also a journalist. With some questionable tactics. Um, okay. it's like where, a sleazy journalist. Yeah, kind I of a sleazy it. journalist. And he says... I can get you in to see Berkowitz. So you can talk to him yourself. Okay. Right
0: Now Berk, yes, yeah, so and Berkowitz at this time is in... He's in jail. He's in full He's jail. in jail.
1: He is convicted yeah. guilty, he's in jail, he's serving out a bunch of life sentences. Like, yes. you know. And, uh, <laughs> Terry winds up going, well, how do you know that's the case? And, uh, Mittenger shows him some pictures that are set to be published. Of Berkowitz sleeping in his jail cell.
0: Like, just some pictures of him, just like curled up in his yep, cot. curled up in his cot. He's
1: taking a nap, and uh, they're said to be front page news. Why? And Why?
0: Just to like capitalize off the to story. To capitalize off the story. Just, just, like, just hey, you know,
1: keep on going with the media hype. Be like, son of Sam sleeps. So All of so <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: Alliteration was all the rage back then. It really
1: was. Okay, you know? okay.
0: So he's like, yeah, I've got this. I've, I've, got, got these I've got
1: this in. And Terry's like, dude, for the love of God, don't publish these. And it's too late. They're set to print. They get published. And Mittenger gets arrested. However, the fact that he'd been within that close proximity, Mittenger had already had a couple of conversations with Berkowitz. Mm-hmm. And Berkowitz winds up sending Maury Terry a letter. Okay. Sends Moritari a letter. And in the letter, from what he understands, um, he basically winds up saying, not naming any names whatsoever, but he's just like, you know, I appreciate that you're looking into this story, there's definitely more to it than meets the eye, but no one will ever believe you, no matter how much evidence you acquire, like the story's too crazy, no one's gonna believe you, right? So Terry decides, all right, cool, I'm just going to keep going. And keeps investigating. And he keeps on investigating. Now, part of this winds up, uh, Berkowitz winds up also uh, sending uh, another colleague, uh, Zimmerman, um, some stuff. Uh, Zimmerman is another colleague of Terry's who has been kind of helping him with all of this. And at this point in time, mm, Terry's kind of, like, gotten enough stuff that one of the newspapers in New York takes a chance on him and okay. like publishes his little like what if this wasn't just a single person thing okay. and this causes a lot of outrage from the NYPD
0: the Empire. okay, Yeah, because yeah. it makes them look really Cause bad. Because it
1: makes them look really bad. Like, they've jumped to conclusions. They haven't followed up all of their leads. Um, but Terry views, if he can get the case reopened, mm-hmm. that's going to be vindication for him, right? Like, yeah, because it be... means
0: somebody in power is like, okay, there's all right, enough cool. here. We
1: I'm listening to again. you. There's enough here that you know we should look at it. Um, in the meantime... Uh Zimmerman winds up getting sent from Berkowitz a book on the occult, which definitely isn't helping the case at all. How you get how you get right?
0: books on the occult in, in jail? Jail Yeah,
1: I don't know. Does like, the
0: prison library just you have can, like cookbooks you know, you can, fantasy? Occult, occult stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay.
1: So no, I mean, look, man, if you if you want to, you can just talk to the people who were employed at the Attica Correctional Facility between 1979
0: and 82. But, um. <laughs> okay, so he sent him the book on the occult. As he highlighted some passages. He really hasn't, like, these my favorites. He
1: hasn't highlighted any passages, but there does wind up being a note mm-hmm. uh, that winds up linking to the murder of a girl named Arliss Perry. Um that took place in Bismarck, North Dakota, not too far away from Minot. Um, when? Uh, 70...
0: But I mean, just like, so was this woman murdered before she was, she or after he was She was, was murdered was
1: in jail? before. Okay. Uh, beforehand.
0: So he, um, he, th- he, th- he could, theoretically could have done it.
1: In theory, he could have. Mm-hmm. Uh, however... In this instance, it was supposed to be more like like he had alibis for like being out there, mm-hmm. uh, being out in New York, um, as opposed to being in North Dakota. Um, but specifically, it wound up being like, all right, cool, you know, uh, had this. <laughs> um, Arliss Perry was uh, originally from Bismarck, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. She moved out to Stanford University, and she was murdered. Out of Stanford University. Where is, uh, is Stanford? Is in in Cal- Connecticut? That's in California.
0: It's a different state that starts with a C. Yeah. I did not do well in geography. So yeah. she goes to. <laughs> she gets murdered at Stanford. She
1: gets murdered at Stanford. Okay. In uh, a, a, a church, not too far away from the school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like a campus security guard is the one who finds her and is like, hey, there's like a dead girl in the church. I don't know if she like OD'd or something, but like dead girl in the church. Cops get there, she definitely didn't die of an OD. Like, there's evidence of assault, there it's bad. She's she's been murdered, like really horrifically okay. murdered. Um, but the note left within this book of the occult mm-hmm. states, uh Arliss Perry was followed from Bismarck out to California, which immediately, like, you know, Terry's like, it's a cult! It's a cult! There's a cult! And, like, she was involved! Um, And specifically, Arliss Perry was a particularly devout religious person Mm -hmm. who apparently uh, was known for helping to, like, evangelize people and, like, try to, like, help people get out of really horrific, like, like anytime she met someone who was in the occult, she's like, "Well, let me take you to my church and like all that sort of stuff." So like, I get you. Okay, sure. So
0: she would have she would have seen somebody who was like, "Hi, I like pentagrams and
1: yeah," and she'd be like, well, let, me <laughs> "Let me tell you about Jesus." Let me
0: tell you about Jesus. Jesus will help.
1: Jesus will help you. Um, um, okay,
0: so she she would have been in, in contact with somebody like this, exactly. and she would have stayed in contact because she thought it was important.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um, so. At this point, things are just continuing to get more and more tenuous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the degrees of separation keep getting further and further away. But at this point, Terry has the air of the press.
0: Okay. And now they're willing to listen to anything. And now you're they're really.
1: Exactly. Because they're selling newspapers. They're yeah. selling. Th- and they're capitalizing on the hype. At this point in time, it's continuing into the 1980s. And the satanic panic is really starting to ramp Um,
0: Fueled in no part.
1: Fueled in no part by things like this. Yeah. Um, You know, the Son of Sam is happening uh, over in California. Uh, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, is over there, and he's killing a bunch of people. Um, And he's similarly, like, drawn pentagrams on the wall and all that sort of stuff. And, like, at this point in time, the fear for safety of the general public is continuing to kind of, like...
0: Yeah, people are hearing about this, they're reading over They're reading over their dinner tables about this. Yeah,
1: exactly. I gotcha. And yeah. even though
0: it's a small percentage of the population that are even in at-risk areas, exactly. everybody's freaking
1: everybody's out. Everybody's freaking
0: out. Neighborhood watches are being formed. Exactly. Yes. It's like,
1: if you see pentagrams somewhere, call your local authorities. You know? Yes, absolutely. Um, but as all of this is, you know, kind of going down, uh... <laughs> A couple of other uh, people try to get to Berkowitz, but at this point in time, he is. Like, access has been cut off. Mittenger's photographs made sure of that. Yeah,
0: I mean, because. There- that's exactly. exactly what he wants. He wants people to send him letters in prison. He wants exactly. to continue to be popular. Precisely. Absolutely. Okay. So
1: so Mittinger's like photographs of him sleeping, like, he's now on uh, high security. Nothing's getting down. in, nothing's getting out.
0: No more, no more book recommendations. No more book
1: recommendations from David Berkowitz. Okay. Um But uh Maury Terry gets a letter from someone claiming to be Berkowitz's best pal in prison. And he's like. So, Berkowitz told me all of this stuff mm-hmm. about the cult he was in with the Carr brothers. Okay. Right?
0: And this is like the first admission- It's the first
1: Berkowitz. admission that- That
0: like they were involved mm-hmm. together, but it comes from- But it
1: comes from a secondary source. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. A dude who was in jail with, okay.
1: Yeah, a dude who was in jail with and then apparently was best buddies with. Um, He starts going out, and he's like, yeah, you know, he talked about this one uh, filmmaker uh, who apparently, like, had a snuff film of The Last Killing. Um, He talks about a film producer who's, like, a millionaire who lives on Long Island and is known for having extravagant parties and has a room that's half the... Jay Gatsby.
0: (laughs) Jake yes. <laughs> uh, No, his
1: name was Roy Raden, and he had a uh, one room that was uh, about half the size of a gymnasium, and it was all just a bed.
0: It was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He had a bed. Mm-hmm. He had a bedroom the mm-hmm. size of a gymnasium.
1: Uh, about half the size of like a basketball court. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it was all just a bed. Was- Four.
0: Uh, yes, it was a it was yeah. a bed for it was
1: a bed for having Whatever you would large do on a
0: bed the size of large, half a
1: gymnasium. Yeah, exactly. You dear know.
0: listener, whatever you would do. <laughs>
1: whatever you would do. I
0: My parents listened to this. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. I'm like Probably you're... not at
0: this point <laughs> yeah. though, but yeah, that's probably fine. Probably not
1: anymore. They I'm, just they I'm just listen the for ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry Asher's parents For now it's cool. Everything. If you've listened
0: this long, thank you so much. I'm so sorry, it. I've rambled. No, 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 it's good. It's good. It's good. So this filmmaker has a bed the size of half a half gymnasium. Half a gymnasium.
1: Uh, uh, he's a multimillionaire who helps to fund a lot of different movies and different <laughs> things like that. Um, and also has a lot of allegations of things that have happened on those beds. Yeah, I mean, Um,
0: filmmakers at that time, especially ones who possessed beds the size of gymnasiums, Yes. Half-gymnasiums, I'm sure there were a lot of allegations against him, and probably fair,
1: and real ones. exactly. Now, uh, this is where, again, things get very interesting, in that the one who apparently ran the camera for this supposed snuff film, Mm -hmm. he and his girlfriend turn up dead in an apartment, both of them have been shot, The apartment's torn to shreds. There's, like, you know, absolutely everything's been gone through. A bunch of stuff got stolen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then later on, the film producer, uh, Roy Ritten, also winds up dying. Okay. Uh, He's also murdered. So all of these, you know, like, very increasingly tenuous links, but the only thing they all still seem to have in common is that they've died horribly. They've gotten murdered in some way, shape, or form. Or allegedly murdered.
0: Okay, so... Alright, so there's a lot of dead people. There's a
1: lot of dead people, and all that Moritari is able to do at this point is just keep on trying to follow this trail of dead bodies. It's getting... And at this point, we're talking coast to coast, reports of cult activity that's apparently being funded by these Hollywood elitists... Who like to have
0: who like to parties like to on like have gymnasium special, beds. Like to have special bed parties. Um, um okay. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh. So, you know, like, at this point, it's all starting to sound pretty familiar. Um, yeah, it, it is.
0: I'm, you know, I'm starting to hear things that yeah. I, heard, I heard, like, I don't know, two years ago. I know, right? About Hollywood. It always ends up being Hollywood
1: It always Hollywood ends releases. up being Hollywood elites. And, uh, you know... I do why that is. Satanists and all of that sort of stuff here. You know, history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes.
0: Yes, um, it does often rhyme.
1: But, uh...
0: Okay, so, so Terry is publishing all these things, yep, and the newspapers are still eating it up.
1: The newspapers are still, like, eating up what they can, mm-hmm. um, but there are some things that are hitting the point of being, like, too lascivious to put into print for a newspaper because there's no evidence. Like, you know, libel laws are a thing. You can't just go around and say, hey, Mr. Multimillionaire with the gymnasium bed, I hear that you're funding a cult that kills people and you're hooked up with David Berkowitz. You know, like, you can't really get away with that. Okay. So what winds up happening is 10 years after David Berkowitz has been put in jail, Mm -hmm. all this has gone on, Moritari publishes a book of his findings called Wait For It. The ultimate evil. Okay. Mhm.
0: It's a bit much.
1: A little bit. I get you. A little bit. I get you. But he publishes this book in uh, nineteen eighty-seven, which at this point in time, it's like, right now it's been in the build-up.
0: This is the satanic this panic. This
1: is now the satanic panic. Specifically, he winds up making contact with talk show host Geraldo Rivera. And Geraldo Rivera, right around Halloween of like 1987, 1988, uh, winds up hosting a special on Satanism and the occult in America, where a whole bunch of people Mm -hmm. who purport to be uh, like former Satanists who have turned over a new leaf... I got gotcha. you. Um, a lot
0: of deprogrammed people. A lot of maybe.
1: deprogrammed people come in, talk about, you know, all of these different, like, cult activities. This is also at the height of when, um, there was another book that came out around the same time called, uh, Michelle Remembers. Mm-hmm. And I could do a whole episode on that, but I would not recommend your parents listen to it. Okay. It's, it's
0: <laughs> yeah, this is one of the few cults that doesn't seem to have any, uh, you know... Yeah. Really, really gross stuff in it. Yeah,
1: yeah, right? Um, so in in this instance of, uh, that Michelle remembers, this yeah. was a book that was published by a psychologist, again, air quotes, um, who very heavily believed in hypnosis being used to unlock repressed memories... And Michelle Remembers was like this memoir, apparently, that came from a woman who believed she had been abused at the hands of satanic cult members from the time she was like five until she was like nine.
0: Okay. So it's the height of the satanic panic. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are writing books. A
1: lot of people are writing books.
0: Getting on talk shows. Getting on talk shows. Making this sweet, sweet money.
1: is one of them. Okay. And he is capitalizing heavily Mm on all this stuff. Admittedly, I'm not going to lie, I've, I've seen a lot of the interviews uh, that Terry did mm-hmm. uh, just because, you know, he's kind of a fascinating person. Well, yeah. Um, and for what it's worth, I do think he honestly very strongly, like, I don't think he was trying to capitalize on all of this. He's
0: just like, yeah, was so just this like, is what I researched. This is
1: what I've researched, and this is what I think happened. This is, like, you know he's he's trying he's doing, he's his, doing best. his best yeah. he's really doing his best um but again there is very much that element of doubt you know everything is circumstantial yeah there is no physical evidence linking any of these people to any of these crimes mm-hmm. it's all speculation there's nothing that would ever wind up being like this is the nail in the coffin we can go and arrest people yeah you know
0: Because, other than these major players here, it really seems like there's just this idea of, like, just cultists. Exactly. There's just some spooky people out there. Yeah,
1: there's just a bunch of really crazy stuff going on Mm -hmm. out in the world, and these people may or may not have been involved in it... Somehow. Probably. Probably,
0: (laughs) yeah. Um,
1: But along that line, it is all of these t- uh, television appearances, mm-hmm. and one particularly unique interaction that uh, Terry winds up having with a priest, uh, slash a prison chaplain, okay. that gives him an in to talk to David Berkowitz himself. Okay. Yeah. So, in prison, Berkowitz finds religion.
0: As you often do. As one often
1: does Mm -hmm. when you go to prison. Uh, And, uh, you know, he he claims to convert to Christianity. Mind you, and this is something that just absolutely kills me to this day, prior to the interview with Maury Terry, after the conversion, um, there was an interview with him that completely went under the radar in which he went, yeah, the whole Son of Sam thing was just really me, like playing. Like, I didn't... I made this up for, for laughs. Like... Yeah. I made this up for the hell of it, and I did what I did because I hate women. Um. That,
0: you know... <laughs> you know, uh... That seems like the probably the answer. Yeah, right? And he did admit that.
1: He did admit it, and... Yeah. And that completely went under the radar. But
0: then... But then the big city reporter said, "Hey, big city investigative,
1: big city investigative reporter, who he's already been in contact with."
0: Do you want to talk about this nationwide cabal? Hey, you want to talk about this this
1: nationwide cabal of satanic cultists? Okay. Um, and Berkowitz says, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" Um, he winds up doing a total of two uh, interviews filmed that wind up uh, being broadcast, like. Nationwide. Um, and you can find those interviews. They're pretty interesting. Um, and by pretty interesting, I mean they're exhausting to watch. Because Terry, by this point, has his narrative.
0: I gotcha. He's, he's got a story and he's sticking with he it. He
1: has his story and he's sticking with it. And watching the interviews, for lack of a better term, he asks the most leading questions known to man. Um... You know, it's not just, you know, hey, can you tell me about this thing that wound up happening at this place in this time? Instead, it's, is it true that you were at this location with three other people and one of them was this camera guy who was filming the snuff like film while you murdered these people? Like
0: Yeah, do you confirm or deny that? Do you confirm you did or all these deny things?
1: that you murdered these people? While you had an audience of fellow cult members who met at this weird bunker in Untermeyer Park. I got you. Right.
0: And so, what is, I mean, what does Berkowitz say? Does he agree to it? Does he disagree? Berkowitz
1: does not, uh, he doesn't give any definitive answers. And that's really the thing that drives Maury crazy. Maury Terry is over here and he's just like, I want names, I want information. I'm trying to uncover this cabal of satanists.
0: Don't understand I'm the hero here. Exactly. It's me.
1: Well, that's the thing too. Like a bunch of the other people he was working with, they wanted to believe him really badly and they likened this interview to Sherlock Holmes sitting across from Moriarty. Like like you know, Terry is this hero in his own mind. Yeah. He really wants this. Yeah, to of course he wants now. it. have been
0: he's been what, investigating this for ten years yeah, now. Yeah, at
1: this point, uh, the interviews with Berkowitz took place in the nineties, so you know it's going on fifteen years. Golly,
0: but, at this point, he's not willing to say, "Oh, well, I guess I was wrong."
1: Exactly. Okay. So at this point, he's just too far down the rabbit hole to really mm-hmm. turn back on anything that he said, um, mind you. Berkowitz is now like totally on board with this, like, narrative of I didn't do this alone. Okay. Um, So, when it comes to, you know, he winds up going through, like, listing the victims and the different instances where this happens. He's like, Were you the one who pulled the trigger? Uh, And Berkowitz claims responsibility for, like, two of the six. Okay. Where he actually pulled the trigger. And because John and Michael Carr are already dead,
0: yeah, he doesn't. She doesn't
1: necessarily feel as bad about naming them. Yeah, because it's easy to because name, it's they're easy to name them. They're already dead. He's not going to get
0: them, and there's, exactly. no, there's nothing that's going to happen.
1: Precisely. So, uh, <laughs> anything beyond those, however, uh, and, and anyone beyond you know the dead cameraman, mm-hmm. he doesn't say a word just won't talk about it. He won't it. talk about it. And, you know, there comes the moment of, well, why won't you give me these names? And Berkowitz is like, well, if I tell you, then the cult's going to go and kill my family. So, like, I'm not going to tell you anything. Uh... <laughs> okay. Uh huh. All right. Right. Um, and, you know, the two interviews happen. Uh, the second one, reaches a significantly smaller audience than the first one did. Yeah. Because by that point in time one, the hype's starting to wear down Dave Berkowitz isn't a story anymore uh two, that second interview is painful to watch in terms of the amount of leading questions and the fact that Berkowitz is just not really answering like anything yeah. um, so it's just, it's a really painful experience to watch and like, it got to the point where the television producers too were like yeah, like, this, we're, we're this is painful. We're done. Yeah, you're um, just
0: you're just you're just asking the same questions over and over again. Exactly. And he's not giving you not anything. He's not
1: giving you any. He's not giving you any leeway here. So like, we're gonna call it.
0: So does 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 it just fade away? Does Judy Terry? Excuse me. Does Terry just kind of fade <laughs> yeah. away at this point?
1: Terry sell a couple more
0: couples copies of his book.
1: Terry sells a couple more copies of his book. He spends the rest of his time up until his death of heart failure in 2015. Oof. Uh, yep. Well, he was
0: a really stressed out guy. He was a really stressed
1: out guy. He was a two-fisted drinker and a pack-a-day smoker. it's a lot. So the fact that he made it to 2014, 2015 uh, was pretty impressive, honestly. Um, but, uh, you know, he keeps going on talk shows where they'll have him occasionally calls in as an expert on cult-related activities and different things like that throughout everything. Uh from my understanding, you know, he never uh never wound up on the internet in any way, shape, or form. He never had a cell phone, which frankly is a little relieving, because if he'd made it, you know, just one more year, God if only he knows. Had, if he'd
0: got onto Facebook. If, he, if
1: he'd have gone on Facebook, if he'd have, managed to find, you know, Reddit or God forbid 4chan. How many
0: conspiracy theories do you think have just, have just never quite made it from the, like, is the technology barrier saving us from even more QAnon stuff?
1: that's the thing, you know? I think that one of the main fascinating points about this is that the satanic panic blossomed in in an era in which communication and technology were more accessible than ever. You know, the satanic panic wound up happening in an era of twenty-four-hour news coverage, happening for the very first time. Television was everywhere. Cable news is starting to become a thing, mm-hmm. and it hits the point where people need something to talk about at all hours of the day.
0: It's three in the morning. We've already run the re- the weather three times. Exactly. What are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? Murders. We're going to talk true. about
1: the satanic cult that's yeah. you know happening over here we're going to talk about this guy who's you know killed a bunch of people um, sons of sam
0: is just rainbow fentanyl
1: exactly it's just rainbow fentanyl, it's, it's yep. rainbow fentanyl yep. basically
0: affecting 0.11 0.00001 percent of people mm. but it's going to be on every but news it's station be on
1: every single news mm-hmm. station because it's what sells because yep. it's what gets the attention it's what gets the hype um and admittedly, you know, nothing like that had really happened as heavily in the United States uh, in terms of, like, the mass hysteria, sort of, like, trying to hunt down the cultists since, you know, the Salem Witch Trials. But, like, back in those days, that was the advent of print.
0: Yeah. I mean, that I guess... That was the advent
1: of, you know, like, like there, there was more going on over there. Uh, you fast-forward to the Satanic Panic, and you have the 24 hours of news stations. You fast-forward to 2016 and QAnon, and you wind up having all of these things on Reddit, and 4chan, and the Internet, and mm-hmm. Twitter, and, you know, Well, not
0: Twitter anymore. No, Twitter's, no, on, fire Twitter's on fire now. Twitter's
1: well, on fire now. That's, yeah, that's we'll, how that we'll, happens. We'll leave that You play there. with fire, you get burned. Exactly. Um, um but yeah... So, it's so.
0: just... I guess a wonderful way to wrap this up is, like, it was a serial killing.
1: Mm-hmm. It was, like,
0: one serial killer, yep. and then it happened at this perfect, I guess, this perfect time.
1: This perfect nexus of communication and distrust of, you know... You know
0: yeah, sensationalism and all sensationalism this.
1: Sensationalism and the uh, counterculture changing in a way in an era post-Vietnam. And there was all, you know, the war itself was still just heavy on everybody's minds. There was still a lot of anger. And Absolutely.
0: There were all these hippies drifting around that yeah. didn't know what to do with.
1: Exactly. I got
0: you. What are we going to do? We're going to demonize them and we're going to say that they got into satanic cults while they were at Woodstock. Exactly. And, okay.
1: Yep. I got you. So, you know, it, it wound up being a, a, a wonderful mixture of uh, a wonderful, horrible soup of uh, counterculture movements mass hysteria, insane amounts of uh, publicity. And, and one serial killer that was like, you know what would be funny?
0: <laughs> if I pretended if, I was an entire If cult.
1: I said that a dog told me to kill people.
0: I... And again, as we as we head towards the end of the story and towards our intermission, because Asher has to use the restroom, <laughs> so um, I would like to just go ahead and say, um, just R. I. P. to all four dogs, all four dogs who died yeah, in this story. Yeah, yeah. Um, Honestly,
1: like it's 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 sad. It's like, it's just sad. I feel bad like, for
0: all 14 I've, victims, but I feel more bad for I, all I, four I, dogs.
1: The dogs are are really just you know.
0: They they didn't deserve
1: that. They didn't deserve that. They didn't deserve that. All right. None of the victims did either. I'd like
0: to make that abundantly clear. Like, look, yeah, of course the humans didn't deserve to die. But the dogs, they really (laughs) didn't deserve to (laughs) to die. I want to make it clear my priorities here. Uh, But no, so what we're going to do is we're going to head to a quick intermission. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to use the restroom, and then we're going to come back and do the next topic, which will be... I am um, so ready. Which will be John Wilkes Booth. And, uh, Every, we're just going
1: to keep talking about people who killed people Well,
0: John Wilkes Booth, mm-hmm. in fact He really he really only killed one person That's true Which is good, um, but actually You know what, his body count might actually be higher Because it's was pretty well confirmed He had syphilis um, and, <laughs> um, as, as the story as the story I'm about to tell Will tell you, if he had syphilis He gave it to a lot of people I, uh,
1: so, I cannot wait oh,
0: We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen